Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. For those of you that are Friends fans, you get this. But for my whole corporate life... I was always nicknamed Monica because I was so organized. But here's the kind of truth behind the door. You would open my laundry door and although they are sectioned into colors, the laundry would build and build. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston, as always. I am flying solo this week, bringing to you a really great conversational, discussional and a topic that I get a lot of questions on. I actually support a lot of ladies in ADHD care inside the menopause space. Now one disclaimer that I will make up front, close and personal with you right now today, is that I am not an ADHD specialist, I am not ADHD medically trained, but I am here bringing to you the conversations that I have had and the knowledge that I have gained through helping my own clients. So what I want to bring to the theme for this one, if we look at this through a menopausal lens, I want to bring to you ADHD and menopause combined so that we can understand a bit more about the connection, the dovetail and what we as women get to do to support ourselves if you are listening to this already with an ADHD confirmation or diagnosis or if you are yet someone to be confirmed or diagnosed and you suspect that potentially you do have a form, there are many of ADHD or maybe you're showing up in this space because you just love listening to these episodes each week. I see you and I thank you. And actually, maybe you'll come away with vast knowledge that might spark something in you for someone that you love and hold dear or in yourself. So let's jump into this one together and I welcome any questions that you have, any topics that you are wanting further information on or want to query. I am so here for that. So jump over onto my Instagram platform. You can find me there at the.menopausecoach link in the show notes, or you can find me on email directly at Adele at AdeleJohnstonCoaching.com. With declining estrogen levels, it's challenging on a good day, let's say the least, to feel centered and regulated as a woman. Add to that reduced dopamine levels, which is a direct impact of ADHD, and women around the world have this added complexity to navigating menopausal years with this huge challenge or disadvantage if we want to look at it that way. ADHD, or for those of you not familiar with the acronym, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder is its Sunday name. It's a brain-based biological disorder that according to many literature pieces out there and some research articles and journals out there is likely to be thought to be genetic. So researchers have hypothesized with this that it is a gene that's involved in the creation of dopamine or for those of you that are familiar with that hormone being our reward chemical and it controls the brain's ability to maintain regular and consistent attention. Okay, that's what keeps us focused on a task that we are just really engrossed in doing. And 
we can even track this back in. So the, um, I suppose when we look at the, the chemical, the dopamine chemical in the brain controlling our ability to stay regular, to stay consistent, to stay focused, we can fully appreciate that where that has been altered slightly and the gene involved in creating dopamine changed slightly, then ADHD or ADD, which is the hyperactivity part removed, then we fully appreciate that this can be a bit of an onset or a challenge for those of us that face that. So in other words, it's not caused by too much sugar. It is not caused by poor parenting, as many have suggested in years past. It is certainly not caused by too much social media consumption, as I've heard other people say in the past as well. Hashtag TikTok. Other platforms are available. But what we are fully appreciative of here is that, and let's just say this again, it is researched and hypothesized that it's a gene involved in the creation of our reward hormone or chemical dopamine and the brain's ability to maintain regular and consistent attention that in other words is not caused by too much sugar let's just leave that one there so adhd symptoms change as we age and this is where it gets a little bit into that dovetail i mentioned at the start with menopause And certainly as our life circumstances become more complicated and at times stressful. Now, I work with a number of one-on-one clients who have confirmed and diagnosed ADHD and are managing that and some being medicated for that and those that suspect they have ADHD or ADD. And for every single one of these truly phenomenal women, I see it not as their lack, but as their abundance, their superpower and who they are and how they get to show up in their beautiful, abundant, powerful life. So please do not ever, if you are someone listening to this right now who has been confirmed or diagnosed with ADHD or ADD, please do not let anyone tell you that you are less than. You are certainly not. This is your abundance superpower. So As the symptoms change with age, this is important. Life circumstances, additional stressors can have an impact on how you have maybe previously managed and lived through and encouraged yourself through life with ADHD. And I have one businesswoman client who finds being in group settings extremely challenging. She'll often have spells of isolation. She'll remove herself from what she refers to as just too much noise. She can't concentrate on too many voices in one place. And in other times where she has this huge period of download and will voice note me personally with multiple voice notes, one after the other, like this amazing brain dump. It's like seeing inside her beautiful brain and then she'll follow up with a written message straight after, immediately apologising for her numerous voice messages. Now I'll repeat what I say to her every single time this happens. Please don't apologise. You do you and know there is space being held here for your true phenomenal self. So we get to show up unapologetically. We get to show up who we truly are. No apologies, ladies. Okay, if you are someone who sends five voice notes one after the other, you are that person. You do you. No apologies. So now as we learn more and more about ADHD and the symptoms, in fact, I'll maybe cover those now actually. For those of us that are not familiar with what the symptoms are, let's just highlight a few off the top of my head that I 
I see. I see an experience with my one-on-one clients quite regularly, especially if you have anyone in your life, a family member, a friend that you know has ADHD. This will all be too familiar with you when I mention a few of them. So again, off the top of my head, short attention span. This is definitely something that we see in ADHD in response to, or as I refer to it as procrastination, especially for frog tasks. Now let me explain this. A frog task, for any of you familiar with Eat That Frog, a book, phenomenal book, can't remember the author's name now, so do forgive me. We will pop a link to it into the show notes on Amazon. Again, other stores are available. What's important with this frog task is it's always your procrastination task. We all have a frog task every single day or near enough. Let's just say most days in the week or most weeks in the month. And what this is, is the one that you always want to bury your head in the sand like an ostrich and ignore because if we poke our fingers in our ears, it will just disappear. But it doesn't. It's the one big task. Now let me share mine with you right now. It's just come to my mind and I do not hold any shame or guilt around this. I am sharing this openly with you. My arms are wide apart right now and my heart is in forgiveness mode. So I have recently changed banks for my business. Now, any of my business lady clients listening to this, you are feeling my pain right now. You are absolutely going hand on heart, Adele, I feel your pain. And I am procrastinating the absolute bejesus out of moving everything over because, oh my gosh, ladies, honestly, there are so many things coming in and out of that account that I am massively avoiding that frog. I am an ostrich, head in the sand, la la lying with fingers in my ears. So we all have this one procrastination task, this frog task. But for those that have that ADHD tendency, there is that short attention span or long-term procrastination, especially for these tasks. Even when it's on our to-do list, we are ring-fencing it and we are not doing it. Hyperactivity or hypersensitivity. This is quite a big one. We always think about the H of hyperactivity in the disorder as being something where, probably for the want of a better phrase, it's like rattled or bouncing off the walls, but actually hypersensitivity. This is another part to be fully aware of, which might display in the physical form of movement. It might display in verbal, again, not being able to slow down, not being able to read a room, not being able to just relax and stay non-verbal for any length of time, and or emotional dysregulation, where being able to self-soothe in very stressful situations can become quite challenging. What's another one we've seen? Impulse. This is another big one, actually. Impulsivity, which may manifest as recklessness in others' eyes, but to the individual, it's something that they just have an idea about and they do it or they are invited to something and they're there. And part of me always thinks that this is what makes the best businesswomen and entrepreneurs. Having that ability to be all in, two feet in and yes, before we've even registered what we've said yes to. And the reason I say we in this is because actually, all three of these so far, I could tick at certain points in my own 
lifespan. We actually have a conversation quite regularly with my family about how I potentially show quite a lot of these symptoms of having ADD. And this impulse in me is definitely what has led me to be as successful as I am today, here and now. And I make no apologies for that. So we are not here, let's just take a pause actually, we are not here to attach a label to anything through this episode. We are here to have the conversation and we are here to bring that beautiful, vibrant positivity light to this space that this is who you are. This is who individuals are listening to this around the world at the same time as you. This is who we are as individuals. And whether or not we have ADHD confirmed or we suspect or we just don't actually give a damn, we are all in this together as super powerful females in this space. Another one, now this is one that I have definitely always got. In fact, I'm doing it now as I'm recording this episode for you, fidgeting. Fidgeting and restlessness. Now this can display itself in so many different ways. For me, I don't tap my feet. My feet are placed firmly on the ground. I am on the balls of my feet and the tips of my toes and I am wiggling my legs one after the other. They are almost bouncing at the knee joint. I do this all the time. I've done that the whole way through school. I've done it through all of my most challenging and stressful exams, everything. I wrote my entire university honours degree dissertation by fidgeting. So again, no apologies are made. Someone who is always moving would be the definition of fidgeting or restlessness. Ants in your pants. Yeah, we all know that one person that will not stop moving. Even when they are encouraged to take a break and take a rest, they are still moving, tapping something. Yeah, another one as well. And again, this this is something again that I can probably tick. A little bit of disorganization. For those of you that are Friends fans, you get this. But for my whole corporate life... I was always nicknamed Monica because I was so organised. But here's the kind of truth behind the door. You would open my laundry door and although they are sectioned into colours, the laundry would build and build to the point where I would then think if I just did a load a day, I would save myself a lot of stress and hassle. But no, I wait till the weekend and it all gets done over two days. And then I have piles and piles. And for any of you who have teenage children in the house, you get the pain. Piles and piles of clean clothes then, rather than piles and piles of dirty clothes. So a bit of disorganisation. Laundry piling up is definitely my one. But again, no apologies are made. Poor time management or, or being a bit time blind, as I've heard others say. Now, this could mean that you are late for a lot of things or you miss a lot of things because you've just overshot it. You've, you've missed it. It's popped up in your diary or your calendar and you've missed it. This isn't one that I suffer with or struggle with, poor, poor time management. But I would say that for a lot of ladies out there with quite, kind of severe attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, it can 
be one that you are crippled with because you will remember and then 15 minutes later you have missed the meeting because you've been deep in thought on something else or something else has taken your attention away and you've forgotten that you were meant to be on that call or in that that meeting or session. Frequent mood swings. Now this is another one that if we think about the emotional connection here and the emotional dysregulation that we can face, again, most of these can be linked to menopause. Okay, so coming back into the relevance of where both of these topics come together in this beautiful triangle of connection between menopause care, between ADHD and ADD, in this little triangle of care. Forgetfulness, I'm just thinking about some other ones that we've found that have come through. Poor working memory or brain fog, again, very core within menopause and the menopause space. Oh, trouble multitasking is probably another one. So this was something when I was speaking with my client just last week, she was saying, I'm really finding it difficult to juggle more than one thing just now. So making life as simple as possible, especially when we are business women and business owners and we are potentially launching something new, a new program. It can all become too easy to become overwhelmed, but actually in taking some beautiful steps forward, we get to just do it bit by bit, step by step and we still achieve the end goal. Um, Some of the other ones I think that maybe is worth noting would be rage or anger that can come through and the inability to be able to control that, the lashing out and then having the regret, the saying something and then thinking, oh geez, I should not have said that. I don't know about you, but I can tick a lot of these at the start. I can tick some of these boxes. You might be thinking that you're listening to this today thinking, geez, yeah, I never even thought about ADHD before. But actually, let's not even put those labels around any of this. Let's look at this for if you are heading into perimenopause and you already have knowledge around ADHD, you've maybe been growing up with it for a long time, this can create a whole new level of challenge when we start to think about the complexities behind the drops in dopamine within an ADHD brain and the impacts of menopause. ADHD alone impacts the neurotransmitters in your brain required for attention, for regulating your emotions, for organisational skills and memory. And women without ADHD may experience this, but for women with an ADHD or ADD diagnosis, perimenopause and menopause can make your symptoms feel even more severe, heightened, Yeah, more intense. And as you go through menopause, you may find that you have more difficulties than usual or that symptoms you have experienced before get slightly worse. Yeah, you've maybe got things under control. You maybe feel like, wow, this is like the best I've ever felt. And then perimenopause comes along and just completely rocks that for you. You may also experience low mood or increased anxiety during and after this transition into your perimenopause and beyond. And you might feel like life gets a bit harder at this time, but with the right support and an understanding of how your hormones impact on your own ADHD journey, you should be able to manage your symptoms more effectively. So in that empowerment of knowledge and knowing what you can and should be doing to support yourself is everything. And actually, what's quite interesting, and for those of you that follow along with this, I love reading research. I love to hear about new research. I love to be able to review it. And a 2019 study had found 
that there was a prevalence of ADHD amongst adults and in 2019 had risen by over 120% between 2007 and 2016. So between those years, 120 odd percent, I think it was 123% from memory, it had risen, the prevalence of ADHD amongst adults. And these diagnoses amongst adults were growing faster than ever before in the US. Okay, that said, many adults don't actually receive a diagnosis and it's actually harder for women to be diagnosed. We normally find that women are not diagnosed until one of their children are first and then the ADHD adult diagnosis comes a lot later in life. We do have a lot more knowledge of ADHD and ADD now. We have a lot more acceptability of it. We have a a lot less taboo around it. But certainly, I'm not one that's a fan of labels. So this misdiagnosis can actually be really common. Yeah, we can find that a lot of women, and when I say misdiagnosis, I mean depression. Okay, we actually find that the most common diagnosis in women, especially in women mid-40s plus, that have not got a diagnosis of ADHD, are more likely to be diagnosed with depression and treated for depression. And this misdiagnosis is so common worldwide, not just within the UK, not just within the US. So when we enter into perimenopause and ADHD is present, knowingly or unknowingly, as well as the perimenopause, both of these factors for your body and your brain create a whole new level of complexity. Yeah, for everything to feel in that homeostasis and happy space. Your emotions, your body's ability to thrive at this time becomes a bit more impacted. Now, there are likely more and more women out there in this beautiful world living with ADHD or ADD without, one, either knowing it, or two, knowing it but not knowing that perimenopause adds this whole new dimension to the emotional and the psychological support that's needed to thrive during and feel vibrant in your menopause care. So let's look a little bit at why. I love doing this part. Okay, so we're going to jump into the higher level part of estrogen and its role that it plays within ADHD. So we are all very familiar by now with what estrogen is and the role that it plays in the body if you have listened to all of the previous episodes. So we're up to speed. Now, ADHD symptoms that we've just covered, some of which above that we've just mentioned, tend to be milder at times when estrogen levels are higher in your body. Let's have a think about when that would be, either just shortly after your menstrual bleed or during it. So when we've had this surge in our estrogen, you may note that you feel sharper, you're less agitated, you have a little bit more concentration. Okay, and this is quite important because again, we find this without ADHD. So those of you that are diagnosed or living with ADHD, you will note that in your menstrual cycle, you will have times within your cycle that you feel less impacted by your ADHD symptoms. The reason being, one of which, surges and increases in your estrogen. So estrogen levels rise during different times in our female life, another one being during pregnancy, and then it reduces a lot of the ADHD symptoms during the pregnancy. 
But after birth, soon after, you may notice things feel harder again because you've gone for a good nine months of having higher oestrogen. Now, when oestrogen levels decline and drop in our perimenopause, your brain's ability to release two key chemicals are impacted. One of which we've mentioned, so dopamine, that reward hormone or chemical, and serotonin, which for those of us that know serotonin, are happy hormone. Okay, less serotonin can lead to mood changes with it being our happy hormone after all and feelings of sadness and anxiety can become way more overpowering at that time which again, not so great with an ADHD care but also not so great within our perimenopause and menopause care either. So dopamine promoting very pleasurable feelings, our reward warrior who shows up when we do something amazing like achieve a goal or tick a box, something we've done, we are rewarded, we are given that sticker like when we were younger and we used to go to the dentist and get the sticker because we behaved and we were really brave and we come out and we're like, oh, I feel great. Like I am so good at this. This is dopamine doing its job. Okay, and it's brilliant for things like focus, for memory, for concentration. So add to that a time in life where you may have some caring duties. This might be for for elderly parents. It might be grandparents. I'm in that stage of my own personal life just now where my dad doesn't personally keep that well and he lives alone. My mum is an absolute warrior. She's 65 now and absolutely living her best life, having been a female bodybuilder for since she was 40. She has the most amazing physical and emotional and mental health. I do not have a single worry about her at all, but I am quite deep into the care of my grandparents at the moment. So we may find that we have caring duties for elderly parents or grandparents. And also if you have your own children, yeah, if you've had your family a bit later in life, he, nobody ever prepared us for perimenopause with teenagers, right? They never talk to us about that. When we're at the stage of periods starting in our household with two teenagers, with my twin girls, and then of course with me in perimenopause, Do not know if I'm still having a menstrual bleed at the moment because I have the marina, the marina coil, and I don't have a monthly bleed with that. But having tracked my own body functions and feelings, I definitely know that I still ovulate and have signs and feelings of that. I just don't have that physical bleed. So whilst we have at one end of the scale, the girls are starting their periods and menstrual cycle, and I'm coming into the end of that within the next maybe five to seven years. So we must note the changes in life dynamics that also play a role in all of these emotional changes and stressors that can make ADHD symptoms feel heightened. Okay, so as you are aging, as you are going through your beautiful female aging journey, you may note, just in summary, that things start to feel like they are getting harder. And that may be a direct result of your perimenopausal declining hormones. So it's worth noting those. And if you're listening to this and it's helped you unearth that your ADHD and perimenopause are linked together and maybe you haven't put those together previously, maybe it's feeling a bit harder for you right now, please know that there are some easy to embed solutions for you to self-soothe and manage all of this at this time. 
Okay, one that is highly effective with my own one-on-one private clients in this space is building and creating a toolbox, a virtual toolbox just for you with the tools that act as your bridge. Okay, they're your bridge to help you in that immediate moment and time of need. They are tools that you can open up your virtual toolbox and just know what one feels good for you in that moment to take out and use. Using it as a bridge to get to the other side from hard to feeling good. So contact me and ask me more about this if you are intrigued and wanting to find out what some of those tools are. I am always more than happy to share that. Now there's always going to be something here, something within each of these episodes that help. For some it might be early on in the episode, for others it might be in reflection of what you've heard in the entire episode. But having an awakening and a knowledge around the fact that you have help to support you. You are not in this to climb a mountain on your own. Never be alone when you don't have to be. Isolation is one of the biggest mental health crisis triggers. So avoid feeling isolated within your menopause journey. And especially if you are ADHD with your menopause beginning. And if this episode is supportive to you and you found it interesting, please do go and leave us a review. I promise you it takes seconds to do it, super simple and easy, yet it creates huge impact with helping me and the team keep these episodes coming to you every single week. We create these episodes for free with no payments or funding because you show up and listen because you share the episodes and because you leave us reviews on the episodes. That is all the funding that we ever need to keep us doing this for you. So if you are one of our VIPs and subscribed to the podcast, I personally thank you from the core of my soul. By hitting that follow button or subscribe button, you are helping this podcast to grow, to reach more human beings around this beautiful world, And if you're not already subscribed, please do go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button right away. It is all the payment that we need. And all that's left here to say, if this episode has really touched you, has really been heard, then think about someone you can share this with. Someone that you care deeply for. Someone that you know it will resonate with. And help them to be helped by sharing the link. Because together we are all making menopause mainstream. And for that, I thank you. And if you're a fellow powerhouse businesswoman here listening today, I have something very special for you. So hang on a few minutes longer. The ultimate luxury businesswoman retreat in Ibiza. This is where you get to unleash your potential in paradise with me and my amazing team. You're going to get to escape to the stunning island of Ibiza and immerse yourself in an extraordinary experience designed exclusively for the most ambitious and sophisticated businesswoman. Step into a world where business prowess meets unbridled relaxation and discover a sanctuary where success and rejuvenation intertwine seamlessly. Prepare to unlock your full potential through a range of tailored workshops and masterclasses, and gain invaluable insights into the latest trends, strategies, and the best self-care practices that will elevate your business resilience to new levels. Everything from sun salutation pre-breakfast practices 
to cave yoga, cacao ceremonies, and even a super blue full moon release at our private luxury villa in a secluded, gated community. All of this and more to innovate yourself. This Ibiza retreat is going to be the most abundant opportunity for your personal and business growth. So if you'd like to find out more, please go ahead and click the link in the show notes to join the waitlist and I will be in touch with more details. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing to help keep these episodes coming. Please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.